Blog Talk Radio. And today we're with 10 Questions. 10 Questions is a new show by Ed, hosted by Ed the Pagan about it. The facility is a curiosity. And it's so weird to talk about myself in third person. I am so excited to begin this series. I've got a number of people signed up, but I decided I was going to start with one of the more remarkable people I know, uh, Lady Stephanie Leon Neal. And you can go to her webpage at stephanieleonneal.com. Let's get that out right away. Um, because absolutely, we know everybody has a short attention span. And because of that, we're going to set our show to be asking 10 questions. Um, so the first thing about it is Lady Stephanie Neal is an author, writer, teacher, first priestess of the Corellian tradition, a, a powerful magician in her own right, and she helps transform people's lives through her teachings. So that you need to know. And if you want to know anything else about Lady Stephanie Neal, is that she is a, a person who is of her own mind and of her own will. Welcome, Stephanie. I hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you very um, much. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with question one. And so I see you have many things that you're doing, but one of the things I see that you do is that you provide teachings. Can you talk to us a little bit about the process of how you provide teachings? Sure. Essentially, as I've uh, moved through life like every human being, uh, we all uh, have many opportunities uh, that we choose to uh, utilize or not. And I've always tried my best to see and be aware of uh, teaching moments and what I can maybe pick up and then go on and learn more at a deeper level and then take that and uh, utilize, apply those things uh, to my life and to anything that I happen to be working on. So as always, there's always more lessons to be learned inside the application. And so I have, throughout my life, traveled throughout the world I've received um, many teachings, but the best teachings have always come from the students themselves and the the world the world knowledge that they already possessed inside. And so when so my process is essentially gathering, uh, just like you're harvesting something in the field, bringing it home. Uh, to whoever wants to hear it and then apply it to uh, basically like food to be ingested by others so that then the food turns into uh, their being. They, they, they take that information and form it, transmute it into something uh, more sensible to their life. And in the end, what I try to do is to express the kind of power that's within them and have them hopefully open their awareness about their own talents, their own skills, uh, their 
their own purposes. And I always say purposes in plural because Mm -hmm. we have more than just one purpose in life. Uh, Even if it's just running across that field dancing, if that's your purpose in life, then that's beautiful and that's what it is. Uh, So, yeah. There you go. Question two. That's a lot to think about. That's a great opening. So question two, I see in all the things that you do, you're an author. Can you tell us the titles of your books? Sure. Uh, Yeah, the first one is The Untraining of a Sea Priestess, which is the worst title uh, book in the world. Uh, But it just turned out that 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 ended up with that title. Uh, But essentially, it's a help, a self-help book. And yes, it does stress water, but yet at the same token, the the whole the whole crux of the matter related to the book is uh, a person um, having tools on how to identify their well their uh, you know their their talents once again and to to take those those exercises and um, apply them because they have to be applied and and many times when a person has a hard time applying them it's because there's a good chance that uh, maybe indirectly all their life they have been trained uh what once again the the untraining that there's things that have to be untrained out of them but maybe indirectly all their life they have been marginalized and for some groups, even dehumanized to go to the to the extreme, but always somehow just not good enough, self-doubt, uh, just layer upon layer of things that they didn't even realize that was affecting their full life because they have just as, uh, as the right as any other human being uh, that's popped into this reality system every right as anyone else to be here and to express their voice and to express their life as a teaching living letter to everyone else instead of always being having to sit there and listen to other teachers all their lives and and never being uh trained to say well wait a minute uh you can stand up now and you can express your thoughts about how you think think and how you see things and no matter what anyone else has said this is the time if there was ever a time to stand up and share how you see things and if they're different good terrific so in the untraining of the sea priestess you mentioned tools so do you have actually groups or tools beyond the book to help you with this? Uh, within within the book, but yes, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about beyond the book. But within the book, I've set up many exercises, some that are disguised as meditations, but yet, and they are meditations. Uh, but inside those many uh, meditations, there are, in fact, uh, I guess eye openers to what uh, what a being is, and then there's just full fledged 
exercises that can uh, identify uh, the person's strengths or even identify their their blind spot, which everyone has, identify their shadows. Maybe they didn't realize they had a shadow in a particular area. Uh, maybe identify something, a, a gift, um, and and I don't I don't come right out and tell them what their purpose is. I give broad strokes about humanity and mm-hmm. their purposes, but I don't I'm not specific. And um, with outside the book, you can go on my site and then be a part of those exercises too. But some of the exercises, I don't tell you what the answer is because the whole idea is for self-discovery that there's a process. And I don't don't explain uh, what they're going to find at the end and that they end up finding what – a quick – and I'll, uh, a real quick example, uh, I'll say, all right, uh, and I'll make it really short of that. Let's say, I'll say, write down 20 of your, what your, 20, 20 of your wishes. What do you wish? And then they do that, and right away they think, okay, now this is not right. I, I'm not interested in this. What are you talking about, wishes? Uh, and so they, they do it anyway, hopefully. And then the next Thing you do with that list is okay now identify something that is action oriented identify all things count them up that are object oriented uh, event oriented people oriented and uh, I go down a little list like that now once they see they've created that now they have seen um, and what their what their focus is uh, right now, and, and and some people say, "Oh, I didn't realize that I had eight uh, eight things that relate to to um, uh, events or or people." And then an, uh, another one is, "Okay, now list everything that you think that is your skill that you know that you are." just amazing in the skill. And then you see people struggle trying to identify their, uh, their talents, uh, which is sad, but then I, I explain why. And then I ask another list, now write down everything that you think's wrong with you. Well, many people have no problem doing that, which is sad again. And um, and I'll, I'll explain why why that is. But at least they now, as each exercise is going by, they have a visual, and they've just worked it through themselves, and they have a visual to see, like, oh, well, I I had no idea that I, I had such a hard time with this. I had no idea. So it helps them that they the exercises become a mirror for them to decide. Uh, uh, for the next step, so that's that's like a, a quick example. That's, so exceptional. Well, you you you've really given us a lot of thought. So, uh, question four: um, You're also in charge of a seminary. Um, can you talk about us and tell us what you what, what you mean that you are that you, know, you have a seminary behind you? Uh, this. The seminary it's uh, is uh, witchschool.com, and 
it has I certainly didn't found it. Uh, it is uh, uh, Sir Ed Corral uh, or Hubbard, Don Lewis, um, Chancellor Don Lewis. Uh, they founded right. it, and uh, so since closure, then, yes, I did, but yes, and, and there are many, and, and there please. are um, many, 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 many uh, people that have added to the school. Uh, I uh, have just, I guess, added more infrastructure, and uh, well, I, I don't want to get into all the all the boring details, but it, that school was a, a a true support for my growth, and then I'm hopefully uh, several years back began to return. Uh, and support uh, the the seminary that way. And uh, when I work with uh, with folks, I hope that they they see the the support and how beneficial that which school has been and will continue to be. That it is a a true asset uh, to the world. And it's just a matter of getting in there, taking your first class. No one pushes you to take anything particular. Go in there, explore to see what you like. And, uh, yes, you can earn um, your first, second, third degree. Yes, you can be a clergy. Or you can just uh, learn whatever you want to learn uh, right now and take that and apply that to your life. So I can go on and on for an hour just for that, but it's a it's an amazing, uh, really gift to the world that it's there for for anyone to be used at any time, anywhere. Terrific. So now I'm going to get on to question five. Um, you have a book on tarot, and you're in, um, and you're deeply involved with the tarot world. So. And you, you have a lot of different visions. So there's a lot of different ways we can ask this question. So I want to make sure because, you know, that's right. So in question five, um, where, you know, where is your favorite part of the tarot journey so far? Uh, the, oh, there's so many purposes for the tarot. And I've always enjoyed uh, it being utilized as a counseling tool. Uh, it really helps the the current to to even get involved and in the discussion. And as the major arcana story is always evolving for me, and I try to convey that story through the actions within my life. And to share that, uh, even if it's working with a tree or working with a with an animal, uh, it's the tarot. It, it, it's a it truly is a book of everything. <laughs> it truly, truly mm-hmm. is. Um, and let me go into question six, which is tied into it. You have a lot of tarot teachings. How can they interact with you? And your tar- and you and your tarot teachings. Okay, uh, the first is uh, the Indigo Door. 
I wrote all those teachings. However, uh, Sir Reverend uh, Michael Neal uh, is uh, is head of it. He 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 works with all of the people. He he uh, you know gives the assignments and uh, very very interesting sign, uh, sign, assignments. And he's a very hands on person. And um, that's uh, so it's basically the indigo door. You can find that through the com the door system and just go indigo door and then that's the the first way i uh, teach the tarot and in that way it's a year long teaching for a very reasonable price and the emphasis is on the symbol all about symbol and that's why it takes a year i think he pr- presents the lesson every other week for a year then mm-hmm. Uh, plus, he does other things too. That, that's just not only that. And then the, the second way I present the tarot is showing people different definitions from different ages, like one from the 1800s, like Mathers, one um, from the early 1900s. Wait himself, uh, because most uh, of the teachings are based on the Wait Rider Smith deck. So I simply give four different definitions throughout for every single card so that a person can see the differences throughout time. And then they decide, all right, I like that particular interpretation, or I'm going to take a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I've noticed that there's a pattern here, or I I don't see any pattern. And that uh, teaching is uh, free, at, at least for now. And um, that can be found in in Facebook, and it's just called tar- the the Tarot Book uh, Group. It's just Tarot Book, and that's that's free. And it's everything, all the it's uh, audio. So I have all the audio right there. If you want to listen to one audio a week, it'll take you about six months to to listen to that. So, so you have that, and then um, the book, and the book is Discovery Tarot Path, and that uh, that's another approach to tarot, which is of, of teaching tarot. Well, I guess approach to approach and teaching is that I've discovered that there's keys, and yes, I know all the major arcana are considered keys, and yes, I know that I know that. But I use the uh, the term keys as uh, to put together all the cards that have the same symbol in it, and then look at that set or subset and see how they really explain each other and work with each other. And I saw more and more just by doing that. So I identified every set within a deck. And that, that of course, is based on um, the Wait Rider Smith deck. And, and yet know that 90% of uh, tarot cards are based on, on the Wait Rider Smith, uh, but yet know, of, uh, well, yeah, of course, everyone knows that, that each symbol may not be in that particular card. So you're pretty safe if you just get the regular Weight Rider Smith deck. And I've based it, these keys, on um, 
on that, on that system and on on that deck. And then, of course, really, after you learn tarot from the Weight Rider Smith or something based on it or the Mersai or the Busca, if you if you study any any one of those three, those will then you can go on to any deck, any deck, and um, learn them very easily. But then I guess there is the fourth the fourth approach, and it is a, a, a intuition. <laughs> you know, so so there is that there too. But that uh, I think I have sprinkled through all, all the approaches anyway. But there are some people that just. Focus, which is fantastic. We just focus in on the intuitive, uh, the creative process, the intuitive thinker uh, process related to the tarot, which is fantastic. So and I, of course, you've yeah, given yeah. us a, you've given us a lot, a lot, a lot there. Um, so okay. At this point in the show, you, uh, at this point in the show, if you are uh, would like to sponsor the show, we will be in future episodes be pit, playing Pagan World sponsors. It's this part of the show. Um, so if you want to become part of uh, 10 Questions with me and, and suffer my in, incredible curiosity, it makes me a very dangerous person, I guess, by some. And you tell us what type of shows you want, but this will be sponsored by our sponsors. If you want to become a part of that, check out PaganWorld.net, where our Indiegogo campaign is, or PaganWorld.co, and join Pagan World Network, the ultimate directory for pagans. Now, question seven. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so you've done all this, but you are also the first priestess of the Corellian tradition. Um, the Corellian nativist tradition, the Corellian Wiccan tradition is the way it's also being, but it's the Corellian tradition. And uh, you've done this for quite a while. And so can you talk to us about what, what that means to, you know, what does it mean to be the first uh, priestess of the Corellian tradition for people who may not know what that is? Personally, for me, it is a true honor, a humble honor uh, to be able to speak with and work with so many different types of cultures, personalities, uh, approaches, and uh, my hope is that each person within the tradition finds their their strength, uh, their their purposes. Their I, through the Krilling tradition, there is so much uh, that you can learn through the tradition. And knowing that I'm part uh, of this great work, and the tradition itself is in fact part of the great work of the next uh, human evolutionary, uh, evolutionary leap. And we are all working together, uh, learning, well, as that we ourselves have more than we ever imagined. And the tradition helps people process that information, shares that information, but processes that information so that it can be fully integrated into each of us so that we can see all the lessons and all the parts of us and that we're boundless and that we're limitless and to like what and then asking each person, uh, now that you know this information, uh, 
uh, what are you going to do within your life? Uh, because you have this information, what are you going to do? And it's not like we're putting them on the spot or pressuring them, but that's what we have to ask that whenever we find another substantial part that it can be utilized to help the evolution to move forward, of course, that question comes up naturally in our own way and in our own time and in our own words. And then another thing is that I, I've always, uh, well, through my teachings, especially lately, I think I'm coming back to that, to identifying helping other people identify that they they truly they truly are mystics they they truly have everything that they need to to move forward in, in a mystical life in a magical life uh to focus in on those that once again have been trained in the opposite direction to doubt that magic is real to doubt that there are uh, mystics that that there there are people that want to see life in a different way that they've been taught all their life that it's mostly negative and uh horrible and 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 yes you have to be practical and yes you have to be realistic but knowing that they need the support recognizing that they are mystical, magical people and stressing both energies of male energy with the equity of female energy, female mystics. That's, that's terrific. I mean, thank you. So we've come a long journey, and to remind you, you can find anything at stephanieleonneal.com is her direct uh, her direct uh, connection, and there's lots of other ways to connect with uh, our lady here. And we've gone through a journey where she's talked with us about her experiences with Terrell, with her writing of her books, about her priestesshood, and more importantly, just how she brings all these teachings to the world. We're really thrilled about it. And she does an amazing job. She's been a, uh, one of the strongest experienced people that I know, and she offers a lot of it. In the process, though, she's had quite uh, uh, several of the amazing pieces in her life. One of the most amazing pieces I was I was directly involved with is that uh, Lady Stephanie was one of the first of two women, along with Phil Scott, to walk the uh, Parliament as Wiccans for the very first time. And she and Stephanie was uh, watching. It was the first to actually represent a particular Wiccan tradition in a procession at the Parliament of World Religions in 2015 in Salt, uh, Salt Lake, Utah. And she was, it was there. And it was not like it was pre-planned. It was much, very much a spontaneous thing that had happened when uh, the, 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 the Karelians wore their robes to this and they were standing around. So we took pictures. They gave us an invite, and and, and Lord Don and everybody decided that was the only person we could have walk it is Stephanie. And I said to her with that, and, and uh, uh, really, so my question is, can you tell us about that experience of being there with all the other world religious leaders and how it must have felt, and 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 where we you know what and what you did with that. 
I I enjoyed uh, the whole process, but that particular night, they were honoring women, uh, women leaders in, uh, you know, well, in, in religions. And so just recognizing that they saw the time and the need to do that so that women leaders can just be not just be lifted so that they can be seen uh and because sometimes that can be a little difficult just to be seen especially in a convention like that because most of the leaders are men and that's cool uh yet uh they decided that night to have a that the theme was just about that. And yet when it was time for this beautiful, beautiful procession, uh, it was for all the leaders, every, every, every gender, uh, and with Phyllis Cross and, and myself, we didn't walk together. She was separate from me. And, well, you know, but knowing standing there, and I happened to be standing there uh, with Chancellor Don. And uh, with you, um, Sir Ed, and I felt so utterly supported by both of you, and I was surprised that I was asked, and yet I, as soon as I stepped in that line when I was told by both of you, okay, this is where you're going to stand, uh, immediately another tradition went up to me and started to say, would you like to be with our group? Would you like to be part of us? Would you like?" And I, I was very honored that they wanted me to be part of their, uh, their native tradition. And I, I said, well, I, uh, I'm here. And just as the words came out of my mouth, I just felt such pride for my own tradition. And I said, oh, no, thank you. I, that is so kind of you to ask, but I think I'll stand here uh, alone because they were saying, oh, don't you want to, you don't want to be alone. And I said, I, I do. I do want to be alone because standing here alone, I know that I am so supported by my tradition, my chancellor, my first elder, uh, all the beautiful members of the Krillian tradition. And the the person kind of stood back like, well, okay, all right, all right. So, I mean, it was it was comical in a sense, but it was so nice of him to include me, but yeah, I but just for some reason those words coming out of my mouth just ma- made me feel I guess empowered like, "Oh, yes, I'm doing this." And then then you know, I I walked in the procession and was just so delighted because I I saw little girls uh, clapping. Uh, I saw much, much older women clapping and cheering. And yes, I saw little pockets of, of, of people that, that I was obviously, you know, pagan and, and they were just cheering. And and I, you know, I was just cheering right along with them and happy and, and, uh, you know, making sure that, I was having eye contact with them, saying, yes, isn't this so, so wonderful? So it it really was a very special moment in my life um, that happened. Uh, 
to our tradition. And so at the same parliament, something more happened. So it wasn't just about your tradition. Um, I understand that you, and that, and I know, you were part of the World Parliament's uh, basically presentation of a Wicca as a global religion. And that, you know, you were there along with other Wiccan leaders. And it was, this was an org- uh, a conference that was led, the panel was led by our own Lord Chancellor Don. But it had Oberon present to represent his uh, morning, to represent the witches of Morning Glory Cell. You had Selena Fox there. You had and uh, Belladonna, and other Wiccan leaders and pagan leaders in that room with you. And then you filled, and I remember that room filled up with people of all sorts of religion. It was an overpacked room where you guys made your kind of declaration that, and everybody agreed that was Wicca's uh, religion. Can you tell us about? Being the first priestess of the Corellian tradition, and and this and this thing of being part of the yet even a larger Wiccan world that you're bringing into place. Oh, and and especially I know that was one of the main goals. That just that that we wanted to show the Parliament and the world at large that the the pagan religions are here. We're here, and no more waiting. That that's long ago. Uh, we have all proven every tradition that was represented there, all magnificent traditions in their own right, and yet all work, all of us working together, and just showing the Parliament and the, and the world, we are united. We work in harmony. We we have done many works all different, and that's what um, most of them would, each of us had a chance to speak to the audience, and most of us would talk about their, what they've done, what, what, how they've accomplished what they've done, what they're doing now, uh, and, and that all having very long pasts that we just didn't show up last weekend. So it was uh, just a just a beautiful thing to behold. I, I, I don't know if I enjoyed one or the other better. That, that's so hard for me because both, I was just grinning from ear to ear. So, so happy. Like, is this really happening? This is magnificent. And it was. I, I truly agree. So we're coming to question nine. So where is Stephanie Leon Neal uh, and being such a great person and, and touching the world? I mean, it is amazing to have uh, have someone amongst us who has, you know, stood amongst the religious leaders of the world as an equal. Um, I think that is a very magnificent thing. Um, so question nine is, what is the future of Lady Stephanie? Uh, essentially, I, I want to make sure that these teachings that I have, that I've I've worked on for decades and decades. I don't want to say how many decades. And I I know that they work. And yes, they may work differently for different people, of course. But I I want to get that out more, get those teachings out more. And then I'm even even thinking about 
that even getting them out in very small bites, uh, maybe in uh, what a suggestion was given to me uh, about uh, memes of, of some type, but something to get the word, to get the teachings out. That's important to me so that people can, uh, well, be able to have the opportunity to, well, you know, if, if they want to be a more successful or they they recognize that they need to work on becoming more fearless or they they want to be more mindful of of their world around them uh, uh, or how how to grow where you're planted uh, especially in these times uh, or if they have troubles working through these times uh, that they can find solace in in these in these teachings so i guess just uh, doing a better job of Get, getting the word out uh, to as many people as uh, as possible. So, yeah. So, uh, question ten: How can our seekers help help and support you in your mission? Well, I guess if they can help get the word out, <laughs> you know, so just uh, mm-hmm. help. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you, in a, uh, you have yeah. a website. Right. You have a website, definitely Um, And I think that's a good way to connect you. Do you, you know, do you need help making, uh, no, never mind. Uh, wow, that's that's an interesting thing. So we've come to type of questions. You know, go to Stephanie Leon Neal. I thank you for being with me. I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. Yeah, it's our, our first, uh, so you, this is our first uh, 10 questions out here. So with that, I want to thank everybody. Go to stephanieleonneal.com. Discover the interesting world it is, Stephanie Leon Neal. I will be back with more people about 10 questions. What do you want to know? You can always just contact me at edthepagan anywhere, but edthepagan at gmail.com is my email. You can find me out there. And if you're in Clubhouse, check me out, edthepagan. We'll be talking more there, too. So thank you, Stephanie, and uh, blessed be. Blessed be.